Verbally Effective with Ina Esco is an interview-style podcast that intersects art, culture, politics, and entertainment with a Memphis focus. Each week, I'm joined by a featured guest with roots in Memphis. Verbally Effective delves into each guest's personal journey to uncover the incredible stories fueling their purpose, the highs and lows of their pursuits, and how through their passion, they are moving the culture forward. Be sure to follow Verbally Effective and Ina Esco on Instagram. Also, download the Verbally Effective podcast on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. Don't forget to check out the website and submit to be a guest at verballyeffective.com. Hey, what it do, y'all? It's your girl, Bianca McMillan, straight from Memphis, Tennessee. Your actress, your entertainer, your content creator, and I'm hanging with my girl, Ina Esco, with Verbally Effective Podcast. Stan Bell serving you well, pushing more power than a Duracell. I'm hanging out with the double E, Ina Esco, on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Let's is an independently owned tax preparation company specializing in preparing and electronically filing federal and state income tax returns for individuals and small businesses. Contact Email Sagi Jr. with the exact tax team to provide you with the top of the line tax strategies. Contact Email Sagi Jr. today at 901-752-9152 or email ESIGEE at E-D-X-A-C-T-T-A-X-P-R-E-P dot com. Greetings, greetings, and welcome to another edition of the Verbally Effective Podcast. I am your host, Ina Esco. Thank you guys so much for tuning in yet again. Now, check it out. You know this podcast intersects art, culture, politics, entertainment with a Memphis focus. That's right. I'm talking to all of the movers, the shakers in the city of Memphis. We're going to hear all about their journey. Before we get started, I want to send a huge shout out to the Consortium MMT. We are potting in their talent development studio today. I also want to send a huge shout out to P. Harden and Brandon Lewis as well. Now check it out. I got a diva with me today, baby. I'm talking about Jehovah Thickness. A lot of you out there know my girl. Me and her went to Lamorne College back in the day. It's been what about twenty years Ooh, 20, ago? Twenty. Twenty. Twenty years yes. ago. Yes. She is a published author. She is a mentor. She's a motivational speaker. She is all up in the school system. I'm going to let her list off all of her <laughs> accolades. She's the executive director of the MDLs. And it's a on that list as well. I'm talking about my girl, Dr. Tavis Wade. How are you, beautiful? I am fabulous. Thank fabulous you. Fabulous and fantastic. And you are? Thank you. I, I'm good, but thank you for coming today. You know, I started this podcast in 2018. I've been trying to get you on the pod. You was like, I'm going to let you know when I'm ready, Ina. I'm going to let you know. Now, you didn't just drop the book off. You out here ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. The green light is on. The green light is the on. The green light is on. Okay. So I'm ready. I'm ready. Well, welcome to the podcast. Now, you know me and you know each other very well, but we're going to yes. start at the beginning where are you okay. originally from? I'm originally from Memphis, the 38, the 116. That's Whitehaven. 
Whitehaven. Right. So I'm from Whitehaven. That's where I was born and raised, and that's where I spent a lot of my time. Okay. Yeah. So what does your family dynamic look like growing up in Whitehaven? So I am number 12 of 13. Are you serious? Mm-hmm. I'm number 12. You know, I got, we, my mama and dad, like a whole soccer team and basketball 13. team. Yes. That's so, Michael's dozen right there. Absolutely. So um, I'm number 12. Um, when my parents got together, my mom had three kids. Okay. My father from a previous marriage had eight. So automatically, that's 11. And then me and my brother, which we're a year apart, you know. So I'm 12 and he's 13. Mm -hmm. Um, They are, um, my sisters and brothers are a lot older than me. Um, so, like, when my mom was pregnant with me, my sisters were graduating, wa- going across the stage. Mm-hmm. So, um, but I have mad respect, so I treat them like they're my parents. I still say yes, ma'am, no ma'am, no sir to them, and um, because they helped raise me. Wow. So, yeah. That's amazing. And I'm spoiled, too. You, I bet you are the I baby. I am. I am. And I love them, though. Yeah. We we, we love on each other. We really mm-hmm. do. Have you so. guys been getting together, you know, over this pandemic? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, that ain't stopping. That, that, and since I moved back home, that has brought us, like, closer. Mm-hmm. Because now I'm able to be all up in that mix. So I'm mm-hmm. really like that annoying baby sister. That's, that's me. You. That's always trying to tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. That's me. Wow. <laughs> and you know what? Sometimes in a big family, but I guess, you know, you were much younger. Sometimes it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to, like, identify yourself when they're mm-hmm. such a big family. But it mm-hmm. looks like you guys had a big age gap right We did. There. We did. So we had a big that. age gap. So yeah. it was, um, so I was able to identify or develop my own identity not Mm -hmm. saying like oh i want to be like my sisters or i want to be like my brothers it was um and and now times have changed because now they want to be like me ain't that something (laughs) ain't that something (laughs) they do i want to know what was the young t wade into over there at whitehaven what were you involved in oh my goodness let me see if i know i'm right let me see well you know what (laughs) so Whitehaven. i'm telling you it was that was a time, oh, my gosh, like, that was a great time in my life, you know? So, Whitehaven, I was most popular and most wittiest. Can you? I believe that. <laughs> Could I believe you believe it. that? Mm-hmm. So, um, but my friends, I had the same friends since elementary mm-hmm. and from Doubletree. And, you know, we... We went to Doubletree, Haven View, and then Whitehaven. And so we all, we just stuck together, you know. And it was a great, um, it was a great time in my life. Like, um, that's where T. Wade was developed. Because I was always known as Tavis, right? Mm -hmm. And so then um, someone said, uh, a coach said, Tavis is too hard to say. So I'm just going <laughs> to say T-Wade. And I go, no, I don't want to be called T-Wade. That's like a basketball or football name. And then it just stuck with me. Stuck so, with And then it trickled down to T-Weezy. So, you know. T-Weezy. <laughs> so, wow. Yeah. So. Okay. So you graduated from Whitehaven. What was next? T-Wade. Next, I went to Fisk. 
Okay, so you were at Fisk because I know yes. I was at Lemoyne, and I mm-hmm. remember you came in. I mm-hmm. think my sophomore mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. So what happened yeah. at Fisk? How so, was Fisk? Fisk was awesome. So Fisk was awesome, um, but um, going home every weekend, right at Fisk. So I got homesick, and so then by the time Christmas came. There was a little bun in the oven. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So I didn't want my mom to um, raise my baby. I wanted to come home. Mm-hmm. And so that's how. Um, and then I went to University of Memphis, and it just wasn't for me. So I okay. applied at Lemoyne, and that's where yes. you know, I met. Yes. The, <laughs> The beautiful one. I'm Wait a minute, you, yes. baby. You stepped on the scene and you fit right in and you was taking over, baby. <laughs> you you got at Lemoyne. So we're talking about mm-hmm. 99, 2000, mm-hmm. the 99 and the 2000. Family, you know what? A lot of us are still, you know, a lot of us are still close. So, I think that's the 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 beauty of going to a HBCU and also going to a small school as yeah. well. You know, and um, we're still able to keep up with each other, and Definitely. you know, our homecomings are lit. Yes, litty, litty, yes, litty. Yes. What do you miss the most about Lemoyne? <laughs> <laughs> It could be anything. Yeah, I miss Posse. Oh, Lord, Posse, bring that up. I, yes. Okay, for those who don't know who Posse is, oh who my is God. Posse, oh, girl? Devry Sims, oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. He was, Out of all the people. All the people, you know. <laughs> and I miss those, what it was? What was that at night when he would do the roasting session? Yes, that was, was hilarious. He would stand, like he would say, okay, it's it's about to go down. Yeah. So at night it would be people crowded around. Mm-hmm. Um, whose car was that he was on? Girl, He's, ain't no telling. Oh my god, I cannot even think of who car. He was a fool. He was, and he would call it a blasting session, mm-hmm. and he would tell everybody that was creep. Yes, he would do. I mean, that's what I really, really miss. Like yeah. we were all. It was, who want a pimp? <laughs> <laughs> who want a pimp? Who want a pimp? So, y'all, for y'all that don't know, yes. that's my ex-boyfriend. He was so my, crazy. In college. He was so crazy. But he was him. a liar and a cheater. Yes, he was. Okay. Yes, so he we was. know that. Yes. But, but he was funny, though. He was very funny. He was hilarious. So that... He was hilarious. You know, and then me crossing Delta. Yes. So, you know, that was a highlight point of LeMoyne and... Mm-hmm. um but on top of that, just the friendships and the bonds that um, that all of us created, you know, and yeah. we're still, you know, right, still, still close, still yes. to this day, and, you know. I think that's that HBCU mm-hmm. connection. It is because when we talk about Lamont on College today, you know, they have a new president now. They do, and I see that, you know, they've been doing a lot of uh, campaigns to raise money. I saw mm-hmm. FedEx have donated uh, just recently mm-hmm. today. I think I posted mm-hmm. something about Kroger and the Women's Foundation. Yes, that was like what. You saw Mike Bell on the picture? You saw Mike Bell? Yes. So I think that's awesome because that's what Lemoyne needs. That's what they need. They need need some 
some newness. Mm-hmm. They do. You know they some do. of the same professors that were there 20 years ago, still they're there. still there. That's right. Yeah, they're still there. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> so yeah. maybe, just maybe, you know, I know you Dr. Tavis Wade. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, presidentship you is know, in your stars one day. It is. You know, that is, that's one of my goals is to become a college or university president. Mm-hmm. And, you know, why not? Memphis is great. You know, Memphis has been mm-hmm. good to me. So, yes. you know. Yeah, and I let's talk mind. about that for a minute. Memphis has been good to you because, you know, once you completed Lemoyne, you never stopped on the education side. I never stopped. You received your master's mm-hmm. and then on to your doctorate. Yes. Why? Why did you keep pursuing in this educational plight? Well, because um, I'm, first of all, I'm first generational, you know, graduate. So my parents didn't go to college. And um, so it was like my mom began to really, like, push me. She's like, Tavis, you can do this. You can do it. And I'm like, no, I don't want to do it because I got a baby and I can't and I Mm can't. And I made all these excuses. And um, she was like, okay, now you've run out of excuses. I need you to. Mm-hmm. You know, get motivated. And mm-hmm. so, you know, we came up with a plan. And um, then it was just like I was a habitual. <laughs> you couldn't I stop go going. To, I could not stop. It was like mm-hmm. the did in me, like can't stop, won't stop. So, mm-hmm. um, and so once I did that, you know, I was like, man, a PhD, can I do this? You know, so I had to mm-hmm. talk myself through it because there was a lot of times that I wanted to give up. And that's just like. Even with graduating mm-hmm. high school and, you know, college, like there are times that we actually want to give up Seriously. because we don't believe in ourselves. Mm-hmm. And so we have to, you know, push that that inner that inner you like, look, mm-hmm. you got this. You know, you can do this. So was that your mom for you? Oh, um, yeah. That, that pushed oh, you? Oh, absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. It was. And you know what? Now, you know... We have been in touch over the years mm-hmm. because you have been very instrumental in a lot of the lives of these young ladies mm-hmm. out here. Mm-hmm. We're talking about, I'm sure you've touched millennials, Gen mm-hmm. Z's mm-hmm. with modern distinction yes. ladies. Modern you are the ex- yeah. executive director. Yes. Now tell everyone on the podcast, you know, okay. the whole concept behind okay. MDL organization. Sure. So, uh, MDL Inc. was started in 1988. This is our 34th year this month. Wow. Right. So, MDL was started um, when I was just in the seventh grade. Mm-hmm. So, um, we were all at Doubletree. And so, it was seven of us total. Five of us, or five of them, were friends since kindergarten. I came along in first grade. And then Prima... Um, came to us with an idea. So she was fifth grade. So we had all jail bond together. And um, she came to us with an idea, like, let's start an organization. And I'm like, okay. So we took a year of what we wanted it to look like. We did the logo, the mission, the vision, um, colors, and all of that good stuff. And then um, we took a year plan, and then we launched it in 1988. And so then um, they wanted to expand it. And I said no. Why? 
because I didn't feel like um, with letting other people in, I didn't feel like girls value friendship and sisterhood like we did. Mm -hmm. And so to invite other girls in, that would just create drama, right? Mm -hmm. So I was outvoted six to one. And that's why MDL is still going. So when we graduated, you know, we all went um, to different colleges. And when I came home, MDL was still going. And I'm like, you know what? I need to come back because I am invested in this, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, and so that's how. um, And then let's see, 12, 13 years ago, um, I decided to make it a nonprofit and. Um, in the 34 years, I've touched over like 6,000 girls. That is amazing. And all of them have graduated from high school. All of them have withstained pregnancy. Like they, um, and then at least got uh, accepted to one college or university. Mm-hmm. So, like, I have a 100%. I mean, completion rate with the girls Kudos that I do. Kudos to you, Right, girl. so, you know, it's it's tough. It's yeah. tough. You know, there are times I want to, you know, throw in the towel, but, you know, mm-hmm. I have to kick it in and be like, you know, you can do this. Yes. So that's how MDL was was started. And um, I did not know. I, I, when I read your bio, mm-hmm. I saw it started in 1988. I'm mm-hmm. like, wait a minute. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Wait, hold on. Let's back up. I you have been involved separate. since the inception of this organization. Absolutely. That Absolutely. is amazing. Absolutely. Wow. I've seen the times. Yes, you have. Yes, Yes. you have. Even with, you know, high school organizations, because, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, you've invited me to um, be a judge at the Stroloff competitions over the years. Yes. And the first time I was Mm -hmm. a judge, I did not know they were doing it like that in high school. With these organizations. Better than us, huh? Better than us. Yes. I was like, wait a minute, what is going on? It was mind-blowing, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So once you guys got MDL together, other organizations started Absolutely, yep. Other organizations um, started, and um, they developed. And so we were able to have step shows and Mm stroll-offs and all of those good things. And I, I remember starting it, and you were like one of the first I was like you know what because I wanted to I wanted it to represent the pan hill right Mm -hmm. and so the aka that stood in my mind was Uh, that's right was Ina and so and you've been rocking with me for a long time a long time a long time because baby you you guys even have conferences loving me rocks Oh, my gosh. Look at all the amazing things that you're doing with these young ladies, Tavis. Oh, my goodness. Now, I do want to ask you this, though, because we kind of chatted about this uh, before we started Mm -hmm. taping about the young ladies these days. Mm -hmm. What do you see (laughs) are just the real stark differences between, I guess, these Gen Zers, um, young ladies, versus uh, like when we grew up, right? Right. Like boys pursued us. Oh, man. When we grew up. Right. So is that not happening no more? It is not happening. What is going on, T-Way? So, okay, so here, here's the, the thing. So, and I always say like back in the day, but that literally was back in the day, that, you know, we were the prize, you yes. know? And it was cool to, you know, be a virgin and not just been around, right? 
So when I started Purity Pearls, right? Mm-hmm. So Purity Pearls is another organization that I have, and it's an abstinence program. And so it's like a sisterhood to uh, MDL. And so um, I was like, when I start this, all of my girls are going to join, right? Mm-hmm. So at the time, I had about mm, 150 girls, right? So I'm like, well, if I get 50, that would be awesome, right? Three. Three that wanted to be with Purity Pearl. Three. So I was so disappointed, right? And um, I wanted to know why. Like, why is, isn't is this popular? Mm-hmm. And so the next day, you remember the, the show, The Game, right? Mm-hmm. So it was Blue and what was Lauren London's name mm-hmm. on there? Right. Well, anyway, they were dating and it became a time where they was about to get intimate, right? And she says, I'm a virgin. And he got up and left. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, man, that's what guys wanted. They wanted virgins, right? No, he said, because they're too needy. Mm. So that's the thing. So now times have changed. So it's better to be saying you're out there because then guys, that attracts guys. Because it's easy? That's right. Wait a minute. Back yeah, up. Hey. Hold so on. now the girls are the aggressors. That is crazy. They're the aggressors. At first, it used to be the guys pursued the girls, but now, I mean, all the guys got to do is just sit back. Oh my god! Yeah, I know. It, I know it can't be that way with all these young ladies. <laughs> but I know you. A you deal with them. them a lot. I do. I do, and that's what I instill in them: that you're the prize. You mm-hmm. know. That, you know, you arose and you should be treated as such. If you're up here, let the guy meet you up here. Not, you don't lower your standards, you know. Are they listening? They do. Okay. They do. But it's, sometimes it can go out, you know, in one ear and and out the other, but. Do you think it's a lot of peer pressure with what the other girls are doing and what they're seeing on social media? How about social media with these girls? (laughs) So, I know, yeah, I probably can't have a meeting without them trying to get on their phones. That's it, their life. That's their life, social media. Mm-hmm. And so, and then they got to keep up. So they got to take pictures. So it's all about likes. And I got to have this outfit on and I got to do this. So it's a lot of peer pressure. And it's a lot of upkeep because once you start it, you got to keep it going. Oh, my God. You know? And that's a so, lot of work with your organization work. to kind of really instill it's in them that they're enough as they are. Absolutely. Absolutely. So now when they say it takes a village, it takes a village. Like, yes, whatever I say has to be the same talk at home, has to be the same talk in church, and it has to be the same talk at school, because if not, one missing link, mm-hmm. you know, we could easily, you know, lose a girl to really? pregnancy or whatever the case may be. So how's your relationship with the parents? The Are parents, they, very... they love me. I believe it. They love me. Um, there are some that get jealous of the relationship, mm-hmm. of the effect that I have on them, because then some parents love it because they use me as... They was like, okay, you get in trouble, I'm going to tell T-Wade. And so the point or the fact of disappointing me Mm -hmm. would disappoint the girls. So they'd be like, no, don't tell T-Wade, don't. And so a lot of parents use that, you know, and they'd be like, oh, I know who to call. That's a lot of power, T-Wade. That's a lot of power right (laughs) there. 
and um, it is, but I don't abuse it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, I love on them, and I let them know that they're loved and mm-hmm. and that they can be anything, but they just don't have to fall victim to peer pressure. Yeah. And so, you know, I let them know that I'm with them every step mm-hmm. of the way. Yeah, and I've seen you with these young ladies. They <laughs> adore you. They I absolutely adore you. I do. Now, you know, even over the years, you know, you've kind of been dipping in and out of Memphis. I have. Even with your profession. Mm-hmm. So tell us about some of these escapades, honey. <laughs> I'm like, where is T-Way? I would think that you're in Memphis because I could get you right. on the phone. But you out there in Austin. Yeah. You out there in Vegas. In Vegas, yeah. I taught and um, was an assistant principal in um Vegas, and then I moved to Austin for 10 years, and I was an administrator mm-hmm. um, for Austin. And then I moved to Nashville and um, mm-hmm. worked at the board there. Wow. And then I came home. Then you came home. I came home. How were those experiences, though? Like, what what does the academic life look like in <laughs> Vegas? Like, was that fun, or was it not what we expect? It's not what you expect, and I'm going to tell you why. It's because... You know, as an educator, you po- uh, you preach going to college. Mm-hmm. And so the kids, they'll go, <laughs> college? When I get out, I'll make more than you because I can be a blackjack dealer. They can, oh, wow. you know, valet parkers make $100,000. So what? me telling a kid that they need college. In Vegas is like. Absolutely. So it's a little, you know, so it was the spoiled rich kids there. Wow. Yeah. And then with Austin, um, the kids value education. They really did. In Nashville as well. But Vegas, not so much. No. Yeah. Not so much. Not so much. And then you said you came back to the M. What brought came you back, back to the M, T-Way? <laughs> what brought you back to the M? I had Can't to get away from the M. I had to regroup for a minute. And okay. um, so I did my time. And so when this school year is out, then I'm going to go back out and fly. No. Miami is where it's at. Miami where it's at? In the school system or just in general? In general. (laughs) (laughs) Just in general. T-Way about to be on that beach. Every day. Oh, my. Catch me. Oh, catch her, baby. Wow. Catch me at the beach. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay, T-Way, you know, we're going to jump into Esco's Pop Talk, Let's where we it. discuss uh, some of the, you know, pop culture news that's happening mm-hmm. right now. This is okay. a new segment okay. for Verbally Effective, and this segment is actually brought to you by our new sponsor, Exact Text Prep, okay. and that would be Emil Segee Jr. All right. And his number is 901 Seven five two nine one five two. You can also email email at e s i g e at e d x a c t t a x p r e p dot com. I know that's a lot, but you got it. We probably got it streaming on the uh, screen right now, right? Because I know y'all doing y'all taxes right now. Let that's me right. hold some. Let now me hold some. All right, I miss you. Let's <laughs> go. Talk. We talking about Kanye, Boo Boo Kitty. We talking about Kanye and Kim. Mm-hmm. Their divorce proceedings, I don't even okay. know if they're even actually underway. We know we know they're not together right now, right? We know that. We know that. Because Kanye is posting left and right on social media, all their business, all her text messages. But at the same time, he wants her back. But he's flaunting these Kim lookalikes. Absolutely. What do you think is going on, girl? Um, 
he wants to be seen and heard, and um, he's just trying to get her attention. But it's more so, to me, it's like a stalker type thing. You know, when when you're married, you're under a covenant, right? Mm -hmm. So that means that your business should be sacred, right? And should, should be. be a secret. Even if you're a celebrity. Absolutely. And, but... I mean, she knew what she was getting into. What you like, think I she don't... thought she was getting into? Because she had Both how many them? kids? I got four, five? Four. Five. Yeah, four. That's why I thought she felt Kanye was different because she actually had them kids. But then it was a little crazy with the surrogate. But it was too crazy. It, it, I mean, but the Kardashians, they pretty much set mm -hmm. the scene on social media They now. do. But if you looked at in the beginning... Like the way Kim used to dress, right? Mm -hmm. I used to love the way she dressed. Mm -hmm. And then he came in and you you saw that scene where he threw all her clothes out. Yes. And and Chloe was coming back like, no, we want this, we want. This. But he made her change where she either had to wear all black or nude. Oh, or the neutral, the neutral. Yeah. So she was like, I don't know. In the nutshell, I think she just tried to conform to to him, but it mm -hmm. wasn't what she wanted to do. Yeah. And then both of them are just media whores anyway. So they love some they media. Lo now. They love it. And so she kind of, you know, felt into their life because she wanted to work because this was her what third or fourth marriage is one of I them, think right? Third. Yeah, she wanted it to work. So she kinda did what he said until she, he just so she couldn't do it anymore, you know? Baby Kanye West keep posting, I want somebody to grab his phone one day from him. Somebody, I, you know, I wonder who's around him. Is it like all yes men? I like, think so. what is really going on? Like, why nobody is telling him the right thing to do? Yeah. And then it's like, I'm pretty sure that people probably have already tried. And mm -hmm. just Would he even succeed. listen? He probably, he's probably you know arrogant. What? But you know what? Um, he's probably arrogant. Have you checked him. out his Netflix documentary yet? No, not yet. I caught part one. Part two uh, came out today. I haven't watched part two. Mm -hmm. But his relationship with his mother, now she probably was the only person that could really get to Kanye. Mm -hmm. Because he was just in awe of his mom. Mm -hmm. She lifted <clears throat> up his spirits. I mean, mm -hmm. was very motivational for him. And mm -hmm. I think she brought another side out of him. Who's doing that today? I don't know. Nobody. But then, too, um, he needed his dad. Yes. He mentioned that, though. You know, since him and Kim been going through their thing. He needed his dad. And so I think that was another part because I, I know that, you know, your mom is, you know, our everything, right? Mm -hmm. But she couldn't teach him to be a man. Yeah. You know, and so his dad needs to crack the whip on them and mm -hmm. be like, look, if she don't want you, can't make anybody. <clears throat> they don't want you, mm -hmm. go on to the next. Yeah. You know, what did Julia Fox say? I'm out of this <laughs> for some relationship. Baby, she was just in there for a short <laughs> stint like, anyway. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Because like, he was next to the next Kim lookalike. He did. And I think he's doing it on purpose. And so because the girls want the fame, mm -hmm. you know, they'll fall victim to it. So. Definitely. Poor Kanye. Wow. Poor, Poor Kanye. Kim. And now Kim has all these kids, but I'm pretty sure she she won't have any trouble finding. Hell no. Nah. Kim K? Do you think she's dating that guy, Pete, for real, Pete I Davidson? Don't think so. Do you think that's just something for show? Something for show. To flaunt in front of paparazzi right. or something? Right. I think oh, it is. Oh, Lord. I think it be. is. Shy. What I are do. we going to do? 
You know what? Somebody that, need to grab his phone, like you said. Somebody need to grab his phone. But that makes me think about, you know, you mentioned how the dad wasn't in a home. I'm sure even with you working with these young ladies mm-hmm. in this capacity, mm-hmm. you kind of really get into some of their personal lives. I do. And kind of need to be kind of yeah. a slick psychologist, probably. I do. I, therapist, all of that, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, a lot of them have um, daddy issues. Mm-hmm. A lot of them have mommy issues as well. So it's like a, a toss-up, you know. But um, I, that's one thing that I do. That's why I have the father-daughter dances because I do like for that whole family uh, union to be complete because, um, believe it or not, I tell people this all the time, um, your father is the first guy that you come in well, should be the first guy that you come in contact with. That's how we view and judge all men based on our dads. So that's our first line of of seeing, you know, like, so if, if our dad is not in our lives, then we think that all men will probably abandon us. Or if it's in our life, you know, if he's in our life but he's abusive, then we think all men are abusive or we think all men are dogs. So that's our first line of, you know, how we view all men. So it's important for the fathers to be part of um, their children's lives. Wow. So and you know it's what? It's very you, important. You deal with a lot with, with steering these young women. Mm-hmm. Who is there for T-Wade? <laughs> Who is there for T-Wade? That's what I want to know. What does your support system look like? How is Kennedy doing? Kennedy, Give me the deets. Kennedy, is, um, Kennedy is great. Kennedy has her own waxing business. So okay. Kennedy. And then, you know, my grandson, Trio. Mm -hmm. So uh, my mom is uh, my biggest cheerleader. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, I have have, um, my MDL parents and Purity Pearls. Um, That's an addition. And then my family, like, they are, like, with me. Like, you don't mess with T-Wade. Everybody say that. Everybody say that. Mess with T Wade. So, (laughs) Um, but yeah, I do have a a good support system, and I'm very thankful for that. I am. I didn't hear no. (laughs) I didn't hear any testosterone up in that thing. (laughs) Where you going? (laughs) You wrong. You wrong. (laughs) Is, Is that the testosterone in Miami? Maybe. No, 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 okay. no, 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 wherever he is, I don't know. You don't know. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about the book, baby, because you are a published author. Yes. Never met a stranger. Let's talk about the book, T-Wade. When did you write this book? What did your process look like? So um, I wrote the book during the pandemic, right? So in the beginning stages, um, and that's because everything shut down. I didn't have anything going, and, you know, we wasn't working. You couldn't do anything. So it was already prophesied that I was going to write a book. And so um, I decided to go ahead and get it done. And so um, I was writing and crying because um, a transparent moment that everything that I love was uh, being taken away from me. And so I knew that I had to go ahead and write it because I was being disobedient to God. Mm, deep. 
I was very disobedient. And so um, that's what happens when you start taking things away. And so I didn't have any choice but to do. Um, although it's not a Christian book, but it's a book that um, that I'm pretty sure that everybody can identify with. Every everybody, um, it's a relationship book. Um, Alicia Renee, who's the main character, um, she starts off. She she sees her um, her parents divorce right in front of her. And so her parents are her everything. And so she leans heavily on her boyfriend and she gets played. Mm. And so then she vows that um, never again will she get played. So she jumped from one man to one to another thinking that a man has to complete her. So she goes through these different relationships. And um, when it says never met a stranger... Um, you have to read the end to see what brings her to her knees because she thought she had it all figured out. Mm-hmm. You know, I can use my body. I can be with this guy. I can be with this guy. And then mm. something something in there um, teaches her that, you know, that's not the route to go. Intriguing. Mm-hmm. Never mm-hmm. met a stranger. Where can people purchase your book, T-Wade? Um, they can purchase it on my website. Um, it's... Uh, Dr. Tavis Wade Jones, um, that's T-A-V-I-S-W-A-D-E-J-O-N-E-S dot com. And it's also on Amazon. All right. Well, I definitely need to dive into it. Um, I bet I can read this in a good... Oh, this for me! It is for you. Did you you autograph? I'm going to autograph it for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. But it's for people who do not like to read, who are not just... Mm-hmm. Avid readers, it's almost like the Cliff Notes version, mm. <laughs> and so, um, but it's it's so juicy, juicy. It's I like so juicy. juicy, and so now um, I'm in the beginning stages of writing a play. Oh, mm-hmm. I can see it happening. Yep. I can see it yep. popping off. I'm mm-hmm. gonna dive into this mm-hmm. this weekend. Congratulations! Gonna, thank you. Thank you. I'm gonna autograph it for you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think you're gonna write some more? Oh, it's a Part series. Two. Okay, series. Come through, T-Way. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you've already mentioned that, you know, you won't be in Memphis too long. You're headed to the MIA, right? Yes, I am. But, you know, since this podcast is all about Memphis, I want mm-hmm. you to let the verbally effective audience, you know, <laughs> know what do you love about Memphis the most? Oh, my gosh. What's undeniable I, to you in Memphis? Man, I love First of all, the the family, the family. It's very family oriented. The soul food, I do, I love it. it um, the chicken, you cannot. The chicken, you cannot beat it. Like Memphis has the best checkers. And then mm-hmm. another thing too, um, Memphis has some beautiful people. Mm-hmm. Like seriously, like they're beautiful, handsome men and beautiful women. I do love the beauty and the diversity of of Memphis and um it's it it's becoming what we wanted it what we wanted to look like. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day it wasn't so much we were, you know, segregated, but now it's like we're 
we're almost a union, you know? Mm-hmm. We're we're almost t- together. And so we're I love there. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. You know, baby steps, but we're getting there. Mm-hmm. You know? And you so. just gonna leave this good old family of Memphis. But I'm gonna in. dip in and I'm gonna dip out. <laughs> You know, I keep coming back. Ain't nothing wrong I, with that because you'll be back, back in a leadership role at your mm-hmm. alma mater very soon. I, that's right. I'll take it. <laughs> I'll take it. Now, T. Wade, mm-hmm. I want you to let the verbally effective audience know how they can keep up with your journey. You know, how can they follow sure. you on social media? Because <laughs> you would love her social media. Make sure you give them that handle as well. Please, T. Wade. Yes. Uh, I'm five foot nine and fine. On Twitter and IG, and then just Tavis Wade Jones on Facebook. And then the uh, book is on twade.com. Yep, drtaviswadejones.com. drtaviswadejones.com. Well, thank you, Jehovah Thickness. That's right, Jay Thick. (laughs) Thick Thank you for joining me today. (laughs) Um, You have an amazing journey. Yeah. And you know what? It's filled with so much responsibility Mm -hmm. with these young ladies. And I'm glad you're the person to do it. Thank you. Because they really look up to you. I mean, everything Mm -hmm. that you invite me to with these young ladies, they are just crazy about you, lady. But you I, set I the standard. Them. Thank you so much. Thank yes. you. And uh, congratulations on your book. Thank I'm looking you. forward to reading it and yes. to, you know, finishing out the series as well that's when you right. get it going. You may be inspired in Miami. Hey. That's you right. may be inspired. Thank you, <laughs> Dr. Thank you. Tavis Wade-Jones, for joining me today Yay. on the Verbally Effective Podcast. Thank you guys for tuning in. You know you guys need to subscribe to the Ina Esco YouTube channel. And, of course, hit subscribe on all streaming platforms to the Verbally Effective Podcast. Thanks for tuning in.